You are listening to Letters to Cinema. Columbia Pictures is proud to present a remarkable new film from another extraordinary new talent. The director is 23-year-old Robert Rodriguez. The film, El Mariachi. Hi, I'm Manuel, and today's episode is going to be a little different. I'm going to be talking about the first features of some directors I admire. The reason why I chose this topic is because I would like to become a filmmaker one day and was curious to know the journeys of some film directors and how they started. The film you listened to at the beginning of this episode was Robert Rodriguez, debut feature El Mariachi from 1992. Rodriguez shot the film without a crew with a $7,000 budget, half of which he raised by participating in experimental clinical drug testing while living in Austin, Texas. He tells the story of how he made his first feature in his book Rebel Without a Crew, providing insights and suggestions to aspiring filmmakers of how to shoot a film for very cheap. If you're interested in making a movie, go make one, but make it cheap. Make it dirt cheap. Refuse to spend any money and see how much you can do with your creativity. So many people come up to me and tell me, oh yeah, I made this movie. We got it in for under, you know, 200,000, but oh, our investors are, oh, we don't know what we're going to do with it. And it's such a big production when you make a big production out of it. Don't. You can have a lot of fun and do some really cool stuff with just, you know, in your backyard with a few toys. And uh, that's it. Good luck. What surprised me from his experience was his blinded passion and drive for cinema, willing to do literally anything to make his vision come to life. In the following, I will be looking at the debut features of Damien Chazelle, Guillermo del Toro, and Christopher Nolan. Let's begin with Damien Chazelle. His first feature film, Guy and Medellin on a Park Bench from 2009, was shot on black and white 16mm film. It was originally planned as a short film for his senior thesis at Harvard University, but after Harvard he focused on finishing the film for three years to expand it into a feature. Before talking about it, I want you guys to listen to his response when an interviewer asked him, what's your favorite film of all time? Favorite film of all time? The Umbrella of Cherbourg uh, by Jacques Demy. Nous aurons des enfants. J'appellerai ma fille Françoise. The 1964 French musical made Catherine Deneuve an international star. Directed by Jacques Demy, every word in the film is sung. Giselle says it was a principal inspiration for La La Land. Mon amour, mon amour. Tu n'as rien dit à ta mère. Because? Because if I had to send a movie to aliens and kind of describe what cinema is, what this thing called cinema is, I think that's a movie that doesn't even make sense on paper in a way, because it's opera but not opera, it's real but completely fake, um, it's happy but heartbreaking, just doesn't make sense unless you see it as a movie, and it's the most shattering, transporting work of art I've seen in any medium. 
His response is enlightening because Guy and Madeline on a Park Bench is a musical honoring the MGM musical tradition. In other words, from the start, he began by making films he believes in and feels passionate about. In the beginning of the film, we learn that Guy, a trumpet player, and Madeline, a grad student looking for a job, have broken up. The film then follows Guy and Madeline as they try to deal with their post-breakup by expressing their emotions through the power of music and tap dancing. It happened at dawn Happened in this park A guy and girl had dallied till the moon was gone Then it sprang and up the moment came the sons to blame their love Happened at dawn They'd met the night before the water shore He played his horn across the park And so they strolled and spoke of years of old Back when the folks would dance in the dark They found a place to sit where all the lamps were lit Their fingers grazed, hands almost touched So long Then the sun arose and split the mist The guy and girl, they stole a kiss It happened at the break of dawn Right at dawn Next, one of my favorite working directors, Guillermo del Toro. Let's first listen to what he has to say about his experience while making his first feature film, Kronos, from 1993. The fallout from Kronos was that the film won over 25 international awards. It's yeah. one of the most respected and uh, you know, highly praised Mexican films in many, many years. I remember the film going to Cannes and winning a major prize. Yeah. And, and yet, and I don't want to bring up old wounds, your relationship with the Mexican uh, Film Institute, IMCINE, mm -hmm. yeah. has always been quite troubled. And it seems to me that with Kronos, they were wary of the film because it was a genre film. Yeah. And they, they refused to acknowledge it as an art house picture. How, how, did, how did that that kind of attitude disappoint you? And how did that also lead to you then taking the opportunity to go and work in America on Mimic? Well, you know, Kronos uh, was not supported by the Mexican Film Institute. We went to, to Cannes. And we were all living in, they didn't pay for, obviously, tickets or uh, housing, anything. We were all living in uh, one apartment. I always say that when, <laughs> when we were going to Cannes, I tell my wife, should I take 10 posters or 15? Because I, I didn't know what the, I imagined a film festival like Guadalajara. And so we arrived and the promotional budget of Kronos was 15 posters and a roll of scotch tape. <laughs> and, and, you know, for anyone that has been at Cannes, then you walk up the cross, the cross head, and it explodes, and it's 500 million movies, a floating Arnold Schwarzenegger from the last, you know, billboards, uh, people with T-shirts, and I just felt, okay, I'm, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. We, we're just gonna enjoy the sunshine, and and uh, then the the Institute, of Me the Mexican Institute of Film, uh, uh, didn't want to throw a party for it. They said, come to the Mexican party if you want. And because uh, they didn't believe in, in the movie, they didn't believe that there was um, beauty in horror, which is um, what I believe. I believe there is poetry in it, in, 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 in horror, even at its, at its uh, toughest. Mm. There are uh, moments of in, immense power. And when we won, uh, we came back to Mexico. We won 20-something prizes, nine Academy Awards in Mexico. And uh, I came up with the second screenplay I wanted to direct, which is Devil's Backbone. Uh, 
and they wouldn't help. They would not help still. Uh, they said, you know, no. Today, it's hard to believe that someone wouldn't want to help a director like Guillermo del Toro. As a horror and fantasy film director, Del Toro stayed true to himself and just like Damon Chazelle, to what he believed in. He saw what others didn't, beauty and poetry in the fantasy of horror films, an aspect of the genre that frightens the rest. Kronos follows an antique dealer named Jesus Greece, who stumbles upon an ancient golden device in the shape of a scarab that grants the gift of immortality. Tension rises when a severe ill man is in the pursuit of the same object and will do anything in his power to obtain it. No, mi amor, no es de chocolate, no. Una cosa como esta ocurre una sola vez en la vida. Una sola vez en la vida. No pasó nada. <risa> Mira qué curioso. ¿Qué te parece que sea? ¿Un juguete? Finally, the feature debut of Christopher Nolan called Following from 1998. The neo-noir crime drama captures a writer following strangers until he encounters a thief and starts to break his rules of the game. Your eyes um, drift across a crowd of people and they slowly stop and fix on one person and all of a sudden that person isn't part of the crowd anymore. They become an individual, just like that. It just became irresistible. You followed women? I followed anybody. I just wanted to see where they went, what they did. It was supposed to just be completely random. You would never follow the same person twice. That was the most important rule. That was the one that I broke first. That's when the trouble started. I wanted to share with you guys some words by Nolan himself. When you're starting out particularly, you have to play to your strengths. You have to do something that really excites you. And whatever's different about that, and in the case of following the, the non-linear structure was a, a, a somewhat unusual choice. Um, but it's those things that are the strength of the project. I think really the only useful advice I ever got in terms of you know, trying to figure out your way in to the film business, the film industry, is to get yourself a script and hang on to it. Um, it's that idea, that screenplay, that, that concept, you know, whatever that's going to be, that's so important. And you have to stick to your guns. You have to find something that you can do that maybe other people couldn't do. Uh, and even if that seems different or doesn't fit into people's expectations, that's what's going to distinguish it if you can do it successfully. So I think it's really about sticking to your guns and, you know, doing something you passionately believe in rather than 
trying to appeal to some desire that you imagine other people have for what they want to see in a film. I think you have to be true to your own passion and your own sense of what excites you as a storyteller. I don't know about you, but as someone who wants to become a filmmaker, these words are so inspiring. What I learned from these directors is that there is no secret formula for your first feature film because in a way you are that secret formula. What Rodriguez, Chazelle, Del Toro and Nolan did was staying true to themselves. As Christopher Nolan says, you have to stick to your guns. In other words, making something honest, a piece that comes from your heart because the rest will come by itself. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week. And as always, keep watching and making films.